Hey everybody, this is Code Pen Radio number 327. Got my co-founder here, Alex. What up, Alex? Hello. Yeah. We warmed up this time. We just instead of just launching right into a podcast, we just had a little chat, got our voices going. So if that if we sound extra smooth, that's why. <laughs> uh sure do. You sound great. Yeah, you know, this is probably common of a lot of companies, but I like that we do it. Of course, we have a Slack and we all chat in Slack and each other will share little moments of data, kind of good and bad, usually mostly good because who wants to just share bad times all the time? But whatever, there'll be like a milestone that we hit, you know, some kind of interesting number, some threshold or some something like that. Alex is pretty good at this. You share kind of cool data moments, especially because you probably look at a lot of graphs and charts and crap that we don't, you know, because they're buried in some AWS dashboard or something. Um, not that we are trying to surface that stuff because we have a lot more of these like public dashboards lately. But anyway, one of them that you shared, it's probably a week ago or more now. It was like in the kind of the, a DevOpsy kind of channel on Slack was was about the homepage, you must have some kind of monitoring tool on it or something that showed just amazing uptime for the year. And I was like, crap. So of course, doing my job, I put it on my little, I'm going to make him do a podcast with me about this because that's, that's what I do. Um, this is in partially that's amazing for any company, but also because do you remember the, like the DDOS days and stuff like a hundred percent uptime is not uh, is it ain't no joke. Yeah, uh, it turns out it takes a bit more work than we originally considered <laughs> yeah. when we started CodePen. That's Even sure. something like a migration used to be like, well, I guess we're going to go down for a little while, you know? And so there's a lot, there's tech that I don't understand, which is why you're on the show, that helps me get to, helps us get to that number. And that number is good for everybody because ain't nobody wants to pay for an app that's down. And, you know, it's part of marketing. It's part of just people being happy and healthy at work because there's not like shitty on-call moments of downtime and stuff. So so our goal, I mean, tell me about uptime and our goals. And so. Yeah, so we've, you know, we've been through quite a bit at CodePen just from the olden days when in 2012, we used to run migrations and take the site down for 10 minutes because like, hey, we know we're just getting started. Not a big deal. Um, to today where there's an entire process where we will um, hopefully very soon be switching entire databases um, at the software and server level and still try to keep the site up the entire time. So we've come a long way. Um, a lot of this ends up merging infrastructure, software infrastructure like servers and yeah. um, DNS and all these things that make up the web and, and serve CodePen to the software that we write ourselves and how we write it, the processes that we use to move things around. But uh, one of the things that we did last year was we uh, redeployed and revisited every piece of infrastructure. And so um, I've taken it as I want to get to the mythical idea of being 100% up. Um, at the moment, I would calculate our goal uptime for this year as 99.99% uptime. Um, and for people doing the math at home, that means that you get 52 minutes and 35 seconds of downtime. Um, so far, we've had 10 minutes. Sadly, right after I shared that document, I took us down for 10 uh, minutes. I was going to ask you about uh, that because we were at we were at 100%. And then we were. We were. And I think I jinxed it by sharing yeah. the 
the graph and we went down for 10 minutes, which really bothered me. But uh, we've still got 42 minutes and 35 seconds to meet our goal. So, but we are trying to improve even on that. You know, a, a company like CodePen where people trust us to host their site, their code, their examples, their demos. We want to be up as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Isn't there some and, nuance to this anyway? Like if you're, like didn't mean, when we were down for 10 minutes, we're embeds down too, we're hosted projects down too. Yeah, Was it all that, down? It, we were all down. We were down, down for 10 minutes. In the future, we are baking in a lot more resiliency into things like embeds. That that won't be the case Um yeah, and hosted sites will be different and stuff like that. So, so this was this was kind of like homepage, which I, in my mind means like right, like you can use the editor and like open stuff and save stuff and stuff, right? Because even now there's a little nuance. I think astute listeners to this podcast will remember we talked about search not long ago, and like if search is down these days, that's not that's not this down. That's like a different set of downtime, right? Right. We we've baked in you know into our software we have kill switches and circuit breakers and throttles. Um, and those are things that we add now to every part of external dependencies. So specifically with the search example, we have a little piece of software called a circuit breaker, and it's just functions just like an electrical circuit breaker. If we sense that we're, we've, we're failing too often, we will immediately turn on the circuit, flip the switch on the circuit breaker and stop attempting to call the external service, which means you'll get an empty result from search, but we won't take the site down. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show before, but that, so that helps set, that probably extremely helps the yeah. amount of uptime that we have. Uh, and then you just measure the search uptime in a, in a different way or whatever. So we're going, we got four, four nines up nines. Did you write here that I think our goal next year is, is straight up five nines. Five nines would be amazing. That's, that's what we're shooting for. Um, being much more resilient to downtime, uh, would be great. That actually translates into five minutes and 16 seconds of downtime Ooh. a year, which we would be amazing. It. That, that would be really amazing. And I think it's, you know, with quite a bit of effort, we can achieve that. It, it, we've done a lot of the hard work already uh, by automating a lot of our infrastructure and really digging into the hardware and software that we rely on as a company because we can only be as strong as our weakest link. That's part of the staying uh, up process is understanding what you rely on and what kind of a service level agreement you're getting from your provider. In our case, that's AWS and Cloudflare. And luckily they provide very oh, good I SLAs. See. Like we can't guarantee five nines unless they do. Right. Yeah. We, uh, we, d we don't actually run our own servers. So we depend on them to give us a certain level of, of service. And what we are able to do is through the magic of redundancy, um, able to, mitigate the risk of like, say one server goes down. There's nothing on CodePen that runs on one server, a big part of really the only way the internet stays up, the entire design of the web and the internet is the ability to route things to different servers, giving you the appearance as if it's always on. But if one of them goes down, you've got something else Mm -hmm, ready mm -hmm. to take so even place. our little baby servers are like they're split into two at least right yeah so we would make the decision at the server level so let's say we have a tiny server only has 
one gig of memory and one CPU, we would probably duplicate that or we'd get two small ones and they would be in different locations. So one of the cool things of this part of software development is that you actually start digging into actual physical space, which seems a lot more interesting when you work in the abstract all the time. Um, we host our servers in Oregon and AWS. There's no secret there. Um, but AWS has uh, what they call availability zones. These availability zones are like, you can think of them as a big, massive building that has its own internet, electrical, water, all this other stuff. Um, and it's independent from the other availability zones in that region. And so if one of these AZs were to go down, the other one can should probably stay up. And it's highly, highly unlikely that they will both go down um, at the same time. Usually they have three of them. Yeah. Uh, we, for purposes of cost and sanity, we only are resilient across two of them. So one of the big changes that we made last year was we used to have servers in three availability zones, but we weren't duplicated across all three, right? So... Imagine that two AZs go down and you only have half your hardware or software in the last AZ. Mm. Well, your system is still broken and it's still offline because guess what? Those you The other stuff you need is in the other AZ, oh. um, right? So there's, there's no, for us, we have to be completely redundant in order to... I see. Get get the resiliency because you're only as strong as your weakest link. So we keep two databases. That's kind of mm -hmm. fundamentally the cost prohibitive piece is always database. Um, and so we keep two databases, one that's a hot, warm backup, and then one that's the actual database we use in these AZs. And we don't have a third, right? We could easily have another warm backup in a third, and then I could... Um, deploy web servers to all three of those AZs and we'd be that much more resilient. Um, so for the purposes of maintaining costs and things like that, we yeah. are redundant across two AZs. That means you have two databases, two Redis cache stores, uh, down to the NAT gateway, if, if you're interested in really digging into that. So like the way we access the internet is a computer that's called NAT gateway. Even these tiny little decisions have to be made in order to truly be resilient, which takes a lot of mind-numbing, detailed reading of documentation <laughs> to understand what is and isn't you know, um, resilient across AZs. So, for example, we rely really heavily on lambdas. Lambdas are naturally distributed across all three of the AZs, so we don't have to worry about that. Right? That's it's like a really beautiful part of lambda. Uh, AWS Lambda. And so we dig into all these details in order to achieve our uptime goals. And uh, we've been doing this long enough now where we're ready to graduate, hopefully, to a, a stronger system. This episode of Code Pen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. You know them, your Jamstack hostess with the mostest. Um, do you know about Netlify Dev? It's like their CLI tool, but it does like a ton of stuff. 
they say it, you know, run our entire platform right on your laptop, preview it all, site generations, functions, edge logic, all of it. I think that's a big deal. Nullify is saying we do all this stuff. We do it on our side. But here you can just have it. You can run it on your side, too. That's amazing because it's like Nullify offers all this stuff above and beyond just like a place to store some static files and serve them. I mean, that's powerful enough because, you know hosting a website super fast around the world on a global CDN with sweet deploy previews and all that is like not to be discounted as and a very amazing thing. But Nullify offers this extra stuff, right? Like your cloud functions, you know, like connect to a database through a cloud function and do dynamic things that meaning that your Jamstack website can do anything that a website with a no, kind of quote unquote normal backend language can do. In fact, I was doing a screencast the other day with somebody from Data Stacks Astra, which is like Apache Cassandra in the cloud, this super scalable database thing, but it scaffolds out all these like GraphQL APIs you can use. And during the screencast, we use Netlify to host the project and it connected through really simple cloud functions uh, via Netlify and, you know, the functions folder and the cloud functions. It was so satisfyingly easy. It was so cool. And then the site was like completely dynamic data, data backed site, but, you know, hosted on Netlify. And I learned a few things about Netlify dev during it, the CLI tool that was cool. One of them was a little trick it's got up its sleeve where you can like just blast your environment variables right up to the, you know, the hooked up Netlify site. Uh, which was nice because it was like this very like low error prone way of 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 making sure your environment keys get over there without having to like copy and paste them and stuff. And then you know how Netlify runs your builds. That's kind of like super cool and useful and optional. So let's say you've already run your build locally and you know it's working and great. You can use Netlify dev to deploy your site and skip the build. Just send it right to production because you've already... You've already run the build and that it made the deployment like super, super, super fast, literally deployed in one second. <laughs> so that was cool. Anyway, thanks for the support, Netlify. Cool stuff. God, that's great. What else, though, could take you down? So one, you'd think you're on two AZs. Maybe the point of that is at a random failure, like AWS fails in that zone. So the other one picks up like a, a, a thing that you couldn't possibly predict. We, I said the word DDOS. That's another one that could happen. That I'm sure is helps to some degree, but I think the big one that has helped us there is that we have some big ass enterprise Cloudflare plan sitting in front of it. So that doesn't hurt, you know, probably. Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll just, you know, swallow uh, DDoS attacks. You know, I think, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, where I logged into Cloudflare and noticed that we'd gotten attacked, but we hadn't actually noticed at the server level. So um, that's been huge for us for, uh, you know, I think it was 2018. We had, um, we were being consistently attacked at the, at our server level and we had issues scaling to meet the demand that was being imposed on us. And so we made a bunch of changes, started to dig into the problems, and mm -hmm. today it's 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 a small part of what we have to think about day to day um, because it's already being handled by Cloudflare. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to totally distract us on that one. I'm interested in the things that could, you know, like why do this because what could what could go wrong? Right. I mean, if you're just talking about things that could go wrong, I mean, 
these computers that we run our, our system on are not guaranteed to be there. The, for example, we run our Rails web server on EC2 instances. They, for whatever reason, could just magically go away. Part of the AWS model is things could go away. We're going to bring software back up and servers back up, but the, you have to plan for the idea that it will go away. I mean, mm-hmm. when we first started, that was a very confusing concept. This was 2012, by the way. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. You're giving me these temporary servers. Like, what's the point? Well, the point was they're just resilient enough that you generally don't have to worry about it, but they go down once in a while, right? So we have load balancers and auto scale groups that make sure that if we were to lose a server and we want to make sure we have 10 servers serving our website, well, it's going to bring another one right back up. And so those are just yeah. like hardware level things. Then the biggest, once you've dealt with all that, you've, you've followed all the best practices and read the docs, the biggest thing that's going to take you down is you pushing new software out to production. And we've just learned to deal with that and add a lot more integration testing and checks and balances into our system so that we don't do that. Um, yeah, right. When, We're past the level of, as I think some, the classic is like, I was slash dotted or, you know, I was right. fireballed or something like that's just <laughs> not going to happen anymore. Yeah. Scale, like right? tick, you got TikToked or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> or like, I don't know what the kids say these days, but I think that's it. That's just, we're not, we could be on the homepage of Reddit all day. That's not going to move the needle at CodePen, right? It's right. like, that's not a thing anymore. Now it's our own bad like literally bad code or bad configuration or something that's going to take us down a lot faster than any. Yeah, we, we've gotten to the point now where like, you know, b- several billions of requests are just that's just normal. Um, and so that's that's baked in a lot of knowledge and performance for us to, you know, manage caching and making sure that we're serving things correctly. Um, and that's where we use, you know, Cloudflare is our CDN, handles a ton of that traffic and that bandwidth. And then there's just the way we write code is just always becoming more and more resilient. Like we're about to do this big database migration and we have a process for that. You know, we don't do, we don't drop old data, move it in the middle of, of, of doing work against working against that code. We have a process, you know, we'll add the new table or columns. We'll Mm -hmm. seed the new tables and columns and then yep. keep the old and new in sync then we release code that relies on the new and then after oh. that's all said and done and we're happy with that then we can drop the old tables or columns so it wouldn't um, even matter i remember at one time there was some mysql release that allowed you to not lock tables as you did certain kinds of migrations and not that even that now just kind of doesn't matter because we just don't do it that way any yeah just don't run the, a migration the, on your live database <laughs> Yeah. So we, we will still do that. You know, like we still have to drop certain tables and columns. It just depends on the table you're talking about. So internally, one of the worst designs uh, that we have is around our pens table. Ironically, Uh, we are code pen. And so that table is very like fragile in the sense of like, we don't change that table because it's just not ready. So we're redesigning that table uh, in a way where we'll be able to update it like any other. But normally what you'll be able to do is just manage our system in a way where you can add new content, new columns to a table, for example, um, migrate to that new 
column safely and then after the fact drop the old data and so it's mm. just a it's a it's a very simple pattern but having a process for it in your system baked into how you do things is um, hard one knowledge because you have to have knowledge of how your system works and what it can rely on and things like that you think of these kids these days they can just like throw json throw a json document at a data store and they don't even they don't even have a schema they don't even, <laughs> they don't even know what tables are yeah, there's like, what is this schema you're, or what is this table you're talking about, old man? Yeah, so we, we still keep things in tables. Yeah. Uh, and some, you know, we split it up into columns. You would call that attributes, but, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're not, we're, we're not running on like Mongo or anything. We're still on MySQL at the moment. Um, but yeah, that, that's worked out really well for us. So having those processes in place and not having to think about it as you're doing these things, it's been really helpful. Yeah. Helpful for, you know, that's a, it's kind of like, who is this for in a way? And it's kind of for everybody, right? I mean, I guess I already talked about this to some degree, but like this is mind numbing work, as you said, a lot of stuff that goes into this. And then when you're done, in a way, it was a gift to yourself. Oh, yeah. You're like, thanks, self. You've you done good here because I, yeah. I cannot be troubled for a 2 a.m. downtime thing. Yeah, I'm I'm really proud to say that like nobody at CodePen carries a beeper. Um, I do uh, carry I do carry a phone that will get a phone call should CodePen go down. But like we don't have on call software. That's a, a a common thing of people who own a service at large companies. Um, they have to make sure that their system stays up. So like when you go off into the weekend, someone has like. I guess it's probably a metaphorical beeper or an abstract beeper that calls you, calls your phone. Mm -hmm. um, but you're on call. You're ready to do that. Um, we don't have it that. Is, isn't it? It's like emotional almost, right? Like if I'm using some software and it goes down, even my brain, as empathetic as I am to developers, I'm like, there better be somebody working on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there, there is. I, I say there's no one on call, but like realistically, you and I were always on call. Um, but that isn't a stressful thing because we've built the system up into a way where it's, it's no longer a stressful part of my job. Yeah. It, I'm like, Alex, you read all the logs in detail. I'll write the tweet. Go. <laughs> yeah. That's that used to be part of it. <laughs> I'll write the tweet. I'll respond to, you know, support. It's, there was a whole, you know, thing around it. We were just used to doing that and, uh, not having to do that because you've automated a lot of these things and you're using newer software that's continually being maintained by an army of people is, is really good. So one of the biggest changes that we made last year was we moved from a self-hosted managed Docker swarm cluster from, I think it was running software from like 2015, 2016 to a AWS ECS orchestrator that is managed by AWS. So they take care of like bringing up EC2 instances and making sure they stay organized in groups and things like that. And so by having that software is continually being monitored by people with beepers. I guarantee it. There are an army of human beings worried about making sure that AWS ECS stays up. They actually run the most number of containers in the world, you know, so they're running millions and millions of containers per day. Yeah. yeah. And so by us relying on that service, it gives us a pretty decent guarantee that hey, this thing's going to stay around. And that way, our beeper service is very light. And their yeah. beeper service, which we pay quite handsomely for, is some. that's where you're putting the onus. And that's been so helpful for us to put the onus 
yeah. on services we can rely on has been huge. Huge. And that's for you and it's for us because, you know, you're not, the, you're whatever. I have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, but we grow and hopefully we spread that responsibility to other people and become a gift for them too. And then, the you know, per, equally as importantly is for everybody out there listening, right? Like this isn't a website that goes down. It's a website that doesn't go down, you know, like that's right. It's not even marketing because you can't be like, we don't go down. That's like not a marketing message that <laughs> lands very well. <laughs> it's also uh, uh, something you'd probably be legally liable for because right. it's a large, bold statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, companies, we don't we don't do this, but we maybe could in the future. I mean, I'm sure every piece of software that you deal with has this is that SLA deal, which is like, a, it's like a promise you pay, they're going to hit this level. And if, if they don't, you kind of just get a refund, right? I mean, they probably don't just yeah. give you all your money back, but they literally will like pay you because they went down. Right, exactly. So like that, that's where we'd love to get to, right? Once you've gotten to the five nines of uptime and you know you can kind of guarantee that and you've it's baked into the system and you, you got to do the math before you do that so you don't bankrupt yourself. But, um, you know, technically speaking, like that 10 minutes of downtime Maybe we give, you know, 5% of the the pro users their money back because we've not been up to snuff for that month. Um, and there's, you know, there's levels within AWS themselves where like they, they're guaranteeing you, hey, if we're down more than this amount of time, you're getting 100% of your money back or 50% of your money back that we that you've agreed to pay us because that's how serious they are about the service staying up. And it means that they can actually pay people to have beepers and go around and make sure those servers stay on. How much is it though? Like, do you get like, have you, have, has this ever happened to us where we look at our server bill and they're like, sorry, we didn't achieve our SLA. Or do you have to like email in and be like, we did the math. You broke this SLA. You know, I, to their credit, they've never, I've never gotten a credit back from them. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Cloudflare I mean, somehow I, says a hundred percent, which is a pretty bold yeah. That's yeah. That's bold, Cloudflare. I'm pretty sure you don't hit that either. <laughs> yeah, that, they, not that they, I don't love funny. Cloudflare because I kind of do. It's an amazing service, but yeah, they they have. I mean, the the way they do it is, I mean, I'm an army of people. They um had a they had some bug go out that caused an issue at the router level where r- certain people in certain locations couldn't reach Cloudflare websites, but it wasn't the entire world. Um, and it's the only time I've seen them have problems at that level. Yeah. Um, we very much rely on Cloudflare to keep that 100% SLA. It kind of starts with their 100% SLA. Yeah, and the, it goes down from there. <laughs> yeah, it goes down from there. If they, if whatever they have is, if they were to ever take that away and go yeah. down to like, we can only guarantee what Cloudflare, mm-hmm. you know. S- less than what Cloudflare gives us. And luckily that's where that hundred percent SLA is pretty magical, Man, but they do a great even, job. I'll tell you, I had a weird one the other day. This is not at the same scale level, but I put Cloudflare in front of CSS tricks as well too, right? And some crap with deploy screwed up just a couple nights ago. 
and it and it like kind of half broke the site you know like it would render like the title of a post and not the content and then i fixed it right and it was fine and i went home and i got then woke up the next day to like you know a whole bunch of emails and tweets that they're like look at this page it's serving half the page dude like the content Hmm. and it was because cloudflare was working so hard that it somehow had cached a bunch of the pages in that half broken state which was it should have just showed them either that the site is up or not you know but it was mm-hmm. I had to I had to wake up and clear cash for it to fix itself. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that's a perfect example. Like you're kind of up, right? You're kind yeah. of <laughs> nobody nobody wants half a page, but like yeah. does that meet your SLA? I'm not hundred yeah, percent sure. That's what I was gonna say. Like so code pens up, but our search is down. Are we still up? In our case, yes, we are, because you know, we are. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Right. It, it, that's that's what's interesting. And so for us, the thing that we, we most want to have up and the, the thing that I think will achieve the first, you know, five nines for in the future is deployed pens and public pens and embeds, right? Like those are things that not only are they the most vital, important things that we keep up all the time because people have them on their websites and there's a lot of blog posts that don't make any sense without the code pen embeds. But on top of that, it's actually the easiest place for us to keep that uptime using Cloudflare services and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, we're I'm excited because we're continue, ever since that DDoS in 2018, we have been doing this slow march of saying, okay, this whole going down thing is a big deal. A lot of our users were very concerned. They're like, I'm paying you. What are you guys doing about it? And Exactly. That, and that's a legit thing to say. A hundred percent. You have every yeah. right to say that if you're if you're paying us um, or if you use CodePen every day, to be honest. so, But we have this big responsibility. So ever since then, since 2018, we learned a ton and we've never stopped moving slowly to the point where we are more and more resilient. And so that was a big deal. It was it was one of these things that was like a big improvement in CodePen. I would never want to go through that again, but I'm really happy we did in 2018. And we've built rebuilt CodePen using that information yeah. since yeah. then. So hopefully you just feel it because we're just up all, you know, it's just very, very reliable. That's good just for, for every reason. You know, you might even like, quit an app that is like down and will need just churn out you know and that's oh, a yeah. thing that we're we're very sensitive to at code pens we're co- constantly trying to fight that and then at some point you know <laughs> i'm not talking about when or if we're even going to do this but for example i know you've been chucking away at and the team's been chucking away at sock 2 right i don't know if it's too early to talk about that but it's like mm-hmm. a big time security certification that we're going to get and so that but part of the reason is because it's good good idea this will be great podcast but fodder in the future and part of it is because we can like literally tell you that then it's act it's marketing and if we get these these nines high enough and strong enough that's marketing too because then we can actually we can actually offer an sla and there might be customers probably high value customers that you can't get unless you'd say those things because it's written into some document that says you can use this software if they're SOC 2 and you can't if they're not yep yep i guarantee it it's you know it's also getting rewarded for all this effort you know we put a lot of this effort into codepen and it's really nice to like assure users hey come to codepen host your code with us we are going to be up we're going to be secure and so uh we are going to make sure that before we say those things before we assure you of that uh 
on our marketing pages and all our legalese that we'll have on that, um, that it, it's true mathematically. And that's the beauty of all the services that we have at our disposal these days is um, we can do that. Like we're very close. Yeah. Well, all right. That was, I got it. I got us to talk about it. Uptime, DevOps, beautifulness. We'll, right. we'll get you on as we chuck further with SOC 2 and other interesting server initiatives we're working on. Yeah, and remember, we still have 42 minutes to spare this year. So really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No matter what you, if you saw those 10 minutes, I apologize. But uh, you won't yeah. see them next time. Statistically, <laughs> you're probably not going to see them. Probably not. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye bye. Zero, three, one, eight.